come back next week and see what skill you'll learn. You just never know, right? We began a new series titled uh, Life Skills last Sunday, and just to recap, maybe you missed it, weren't here, or just to get everybody on the same page, um, we all have skills requiring IQ. Um, They say that we have between 500 and 800 skills in life. But what about your and mine, our our EQ, our emotional intelligence, loving others well? Um, EQ is the ability to observe and to assess and manage emotions within yourself and, and with others. How well do we love others was kind of the theme, the question we asked. It's easy to love your spouse and your kids or your grandkids and your family and, and people that, you know, uh, are close to you, friends and coworkers, neighbors. It's easy because we know them, they know us. But what about loving the unlovable in your life? Loving those that are, it's, it's difficult to love. Because true Christianity, we talked about, is being like Christ, and that's to love others well. But we're just not good at it at times. Sometimes we struggle loving others well. So Jesus shows up on the scene and, and he says, you know, I got a new command for you guys. Do you remember what it was? Love each other. There's all these other commands, the commandments and all the, the, the laws that the, the, the Jewish people put together, but I boil it down to this, love each other. Love each other. How radical would our world and our community and our families, what would they look like if we all just did that? If we loved one another deeply. The Apostle Paul went on to say that you can give money to the poor and you can exercise your spiritual gifts and you can have a great, big, huge knowledge of the Scripture. You know, that's all good, but if you don't love one another, you ain't got nothing. It's just all noise. Should I get my phone out, make the noise? No? Okay. If you weren't here last week, I played an annoying noise and it was annoying. (laughs) Yes, it was. That's the reaction the world has when we, are, when we don't love them. Our lives are annoying. It, it's just noise. Um, Pete Cazaro says this, emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable. It's not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. It's just not possible. Loving God and loving, loving others, they're inseparable. So I think at times it's easier to love God Sometimes because we can't see them. Uh, I, I pray, I love God, and it's at times difficult to love others in our life because we see them and, and they say things or we do things and it's just difficult. People don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. It's true. And that takes practice. That takes consistency. So some of the, the handles we, we talked about last week, things we can grab onto and learn is to appreciate people in your life, to communicate that to them, to truly listen to what they're saying, to be honest, to uh, show com- kindness. And all those things communicate that we are trying to love others well. Loving well means that we love God and we love others. Some of us, we love God, we struggle with this part. Or maybe even some, you do this pretty good, but you struggle loving God. But that means loving well means we do both. So that's a great place to start in learning a life skill. So how did you do this week? How did you do this week with loving others? Was it conscious? Were you aware of that? Life skills. This past week in the news, um, Sunil Tripathi's body was found in a river. 
He was a student at Brown University studying philosophy uh, when he went missing on March 16th, just over a month ago. And police and even the FBI were called in to search for the missing body. And to quote the article, Tripathi's disappearance ignited a social media firestorm last week when an amateur internet when amateur internet sleuths mistakenly reported Tiripathy's resemblance to photos of one of the Boston Marathon bombing suspects. Speculation into Tiripathy's possible involvement in the Boston bombings were so rampant that it launched Tiripathy's name onto the Twitter trending topics list. On Monday, Reddit, which is a social news and entertainment website, Reddit general manager Eric Martin apologized for the dangerous speculation that spiraled into very negative consequences for innocent parties. And in a blog post, he specifically apologized to the Chiripathy family, quote, for the pain they had had to endure, unquote. We all know that he was not involved in the bombing. We don't know exactly what happened. This was a couple of days ago. It obviously wasn't him. Assumptions. Assumptions. It's defined as taking something for granted, something expected. Um, Making assumptions simply means believing things are a certain way with little or no evidence that shows you are correct. Believing things are a certain way with little or no evidence that shows that you are right, correct. Can you see how this can get us into trouble? Right? We can assume something about someone without knowing the facts. We, you know, what's amazing about assumptions is I believe we're all guilty of doing that. We've all assumed something about another person, and we've been 100% totally wrong. And I think we mostly, I don't know, we mostly do this in passing with others. We just make an assumption about them based on what they look like or what color their hair is or what they're wearing or what they drive or where they live. But we also verbalize our judgments even though we don't know all the facts. We assume in our marriages, right? We assume in our marriages. We assume our wife that we married so long ago, well, look how she looked on that day 24-7. Or the husband we married will be, well, mine does. Or the husband we married will be a fix-it man around the house. Sorry, hon. We assume the wife will be an amazing cook, just like mom. Or the husband will be sensitive, just like dad. And we carry into our marriages um, these assumptions, these expectations that we haven't found out to be true or not. Um, We make assumptions with our kids. We assume our kids will will have the same interests and beliefs that we do. We assume they'll get straight A's or play the same sport that we played. We'll have the same work ethic that we had when we were growing up. All these assumptions... We have many assumptions with our brothers and sisters, our, you know, our parents or our cousins or aunts and uncles, in-laws, um, neighbors, um, co-workers, classmates, teammates, just about everyone that we come in contact with. We have these assumptions that we, we, we think through and assumptions with the waiter or waitress, right? Today after lunch, we just assume, or, or the clerk behind the counter, the store, the bank teller, the... Uh, the pilot, the politician, the police officer, you know, even our best friends. These assumptions that we have. 
I had to stop and think about assumptions this week, this past Thursday. You know, I, I got to tell you, God always deals with the preacher before he deals with you. You understand that, right? I got to wrestle with this before you do and pray through and work through it. And, and I'm learning just like you are. But this past Thursday, my daughter called and, and explaining some difficulty with a, with a teacher at her university. And, you know, as a parent, you kind of want to fix things for your kids and do things. And I just wanted to call this teacher up and give her a piece of my mind. That was my reaction. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, right? Um, and, uh, but I had to stop and think, okay, I'm talking about assumptions. <laughs> and so I can't do that. I don't know all the circumstances surrounding what's going on there. And, and so I didn't make the call. Are you proud of me? I didn't make the call. So. But I wanted to. Assumptions, we do it every day with almost everyone that we meet. Um, the great thinker um, and philosopher that you guys know, um, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Anybody remember the Fonz? All right. He once said this, assumptions are the termites of relationships. There's a lot of truth in that. Assumptions are the termites of relationships. So think about that. When was the last time you assumed something about someone? Whether it was on TV, whether it was in your house or driving your car. Was it true? Did you bother to find out the facts? Here's another quote, not on your screen, but listen. If others tell us something... We make assumptions, and if they don't tell us something, we make assumptions to fulfill our need to know and replace the need to communicate. Even if we hear something and we don't understand, we make assumptions about what it means and then believe the assumptions. We make all sorts of assumptions because we don't have the courage to ask questions, unquote. So let's unpack this life skill this morning of not assuming what what we don't know. It's a life skill. It really is. Would you agree this is a life skill to be learned? You see, this life skill goes a long way, um, way back to the book of Exodus. It's actually part of the the Ten Commandments that God wrote for Moses and the people of Israel and and ultimately for you and I um, on the two tablets. It's the next to last commandment, and it's so important, it made God's top ten list, all right? Exodus chapter 20, verse 16 Two translations says this, do not accuse anyone falsely. Do not accuse anyone falsely or never lie when you testify about your neighbor. Just let that sink in for a second. That seems pretty straightforward, right? But many of us are thinking, well, I'll never testify against my neighbor in court, so this commandment doesn't really apply to me. Mm, Well, listen up. (laughs) It's probably true not seeing your neighbor in court of law, but remember Jesus' definition of our neighbor, right? That's everyone. It's not the person literally left and right of you and across the street from you. Those are your neighbors, but everyone's your neighbor. So you may not testify against them in a court of law, but we do judge neighbors, everyone, in the courtroom of our hearts and our minds. We're guilty of what I call assumption, consumption, Assumption, consumption. And this command is telling us to stop accusing anyone falsely, whether you're in a court of law or uh, in a food court or in a courtyard. Isn't that nice? The challenge is that we come out from behind the judge's desk, we take off the black robe, we put the gavel down, and we let God be the judge. We let God do the judging. 
What's this commandment talking about? It's talking about, you know, don't lie uh, about others when you're under oath or when you're not under oath. Don't lie. Um, don't slander others with what you say. And slandering means, you know, you're injuring their reputation. You're, you're damaging their reputation as a person. Whether it's unconsciously or consciously, this is a life skill that's just, it's a big one. It's an important one. We need to think through it. And, and don't forget that it was the false witnesses that led Christ to being crucified on the cross. The chief priests and the religious leaders, they were so angry with Jesus because he had threatened their way of life. He had threatened their, their status and how people looked up to them. And they observed all these rules and laws. And they, couldn't, they were angry with Jesus. They didn't like that. And so they, they had people come forward and, and bear false witness and accuse Jesus of, of things that he never did or said. Blasphemous ideas. And it's, it's funny and ironic that these chief priests and these religious leaders, they broke the ninth commandment right here. They just did it. They broke it. So whatever the motivation is in our hearts to assume something about someone, it, it's still wrong, that motivation. Whether the motivation is jealousy and rage or the motivation of, of fear or being, you're, you're feeling threatened, hate or ignorance or, or being critical and condemning of others. Whatever it is, it's wrong. The question is, not what's in your wallet today, but what's in your heart today toward others. Listen to what the very brother of Jesus wrote in James chapter 4, verse 11. Brothers and sisters, do not tell evil lies about each other. If you speak against your fellow believers or judge them, you are judging and speaking against the law they follow. And when you're judging the law, you are no longer a follower of the law. You have become a judge. Now, let me show you this next. It's the same verse, but in a paraphrase, just to kind of make us think a little bit differently. Uh, don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? See, we really do a lot of damage when we play the assumption-consumption game with others. We really do. We constantly consume um, the assumes about others. Let's not assume our own thoughts and opinions onto others without first understanding their circumstances. Let's not speak evil of one another giving false information about them or slandering their character or, you know, basking in their blunders. We just love to do that. We love to consume the assumes, the unknowns, the expectations of others. We, we kind of enjoy being the judge and the jury. We like to put that robe on. We like to have that gavel in our hand. And God says we need to stop doing that. Let Him be the judge. Because when we play judge and jury, what happens is we, 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 we act as if we're above the law, like we have no flaws. <laughs> we assume we know what's going on in their hearts and we, in their minds. We assume it. We suppose we know they're feeling what they're feeling and going through in life. We presume we know the surrounding circumstances of their situation. When in reality, um, we could have absolutely no clue what's going on. No clue what's going on. There's a story of a, a gentleman with two or three kids, 
And he entered the subway and he sat down and kind of slumped in his chair and, and the kids were running around the subway train as it was going, just crazy. And there's a lady sitting there and you know that, you know how kids are sometimes out and you just kind of like give the, control your kids kind of thought and man, these kids are everywhere. What's wrong with this dad? Come on, get your, control your kids. Let's get them together. Let's go. And you're just thinking these thoughts and, and it's getting louder and more rambunctious and the father's doing nothing. He's just sitting there and he's just staring out the window. And you just want to walk up to him and what, what are you doing? So after some time, this lady does. What, what is going on? Why don't you control your kids, sir? And he kind of comes out of his stupor and he's like, uh, uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. We just came from the hospital and, and their mother just died. And I just, I, I just don't know what to do. You see how we do that? We just assume, right? It's not a good parent. We don't know what's going on in their life. But we're so good at it. Stephen Covey once said this. We simply assume that the way we see things is the way they really are or the way they should be. And, and our attitudes and behaviors grow out of these assumptions. Wow. Wow. God is not asking us to judge one another in our, in our thoughts and our words and our behaviors. He's not asking us to do that. He's asking us to love each other. That's skill number one, right? And if we do that, if we were to truly love those around us, there's no room to judge. There's no room to assume. There's no room to expect, right? We won't fall into this trap of the assumption consumption game. Again, making assumptions simply means believing things are a certain way with little or no evidence that shows you are correct. So, okay, I think we understand um, today that we need to stop assuming the worst in others. I think we, we get it, right? We get it? Nod your head. We get it? We all know that we need to be, we need to stop being the judge and the jury. We really don't know all the information about their life. But God does, and he wants to be the judge. He is the true judge, the perfect judge. God just asks us to, to love them. So this morning, uh, what, are, what are some steps that we can take to, to not consume the assumes, right? Uh, what are some handles to grab onto today that we can really grow in this area of not assuming the worst in others? Well, I'm glad you asked. Assumptions can also be called expectations, and we have many, many assumptions and expectations of others that are unfair, right? Right? Um, here's one. We have unconscious, unconscious assumptions. We have assumptions of others that we don't even know we have. We don't even know they're there. Um, we often don't know we have these assumptions or expectations until we are disappointed by that person. Whether it's a spouse, a child, a sibling, a boss, a friend, whoever. You know, my wife will always do the dishes or, you know, my husband will be able to fix the car. And, and we have these unconscious assumptions that aren't necessarily true. And the challenge today for you and for me is we would be aware of, of these expectations, be aware of these assumptions that we have of others. For some of you, it might be just a cup of coffee and sitting by yourself and thinking it through. What do I assume about my wife or my husband or, or my kids and, and, and my parents? Oh, just think it through. That, that takes some time. 
Another one is we have unrealistic assumptions. We have expectations that are not reasonable. Again, you expect your wife to be totally glamorous, beautiful, 24-7. It's just unrealistic. You know, to expect the waiter to know your, your every need every single time you're there at the same restaurant, it's unrealistic. To, to celebrate a holiday, you know, exactly, perfectly the way you had it growing up, it's unrealistic. So try not to put unrealistic expectations and assumptions on those around, people around you that you love. It's just not fair, okay? Unrealistic. Uh, another one, we have unspoken assumptions and expectations, right? We're conscious of them in ourselves, and maybe they're even realistic, but we fail to communicate. We fail to speak those to the person. Hello? Can you see that where the problems can happen, right? We just assume they know what we want and what we need. We just assume they know what to do for us. It's in here, but it hasn't come out here yet. We can't assume they know what we're thinking. Wives, I wish you would hear me today. Your husbands do not know what you're thinking. No subtle hints, no clues. Just come out and tell us. It's much easier that way. We, don't, we can't read your mind. We have to express the expectations to them. I know there are spouses and, and there are some friends who... they. Know, they know each other so well that they finish each other's sentences. Oh, it's so precious, you know. <laughs> but even still, you need to communicate your, your unspoken, your assumptions, your expectations. You need to communicate. Amen? And lastly, we have unagreed upon assumptions and expectations. We have expectations of others that they, they didn't agree to. Um, and others have expectations of us that we never agree to. Right? I shake my head because I, man, I'm guilty of this. Again, I don't think I'm alone in, in abusing this life skill of not assuming. The other person in our life has to agree to the expectation. A husband to his wife, hey, I'm going to be gone on a business trip this week. Would you mind, would you agree to feeding the dog while I'm gone, or a wife to a husband, you know, would you agree to pick up your underwear off the floor and put it in the dirty clothes? <laughs> I tried to pick something common for everybody. So. <laughs> we must agree on the expectation of others that they have of us, and they must agree on the expectations we have of them. Yes, I will feed the dog this week. Yes, I will pick up my underwear this week. Assumption consumption. Assumption, consumption. So let's land this plane this morning. Let's come to a landing here. So this is life skill number two. Don't assume. Don't assume. Assuming can get us into a lot of trouble. Assuming can damage relationships and friendships. Assuming can put barriers between us and the people that we love. This can apply to any marriage here today. Don't assume. To any friendship, any relationship that you have, especially with family and, and close relatives, this applies. This applies to our kids, grandkids, to those that we work with every day, to those that you share a classroom or 
a lunchroom or a boardroom with. Not assuming, it also applies to, you know, the casual acquaintances, the barista at Starbucks or total strangers or even, and this is a hard one, our enemies. I don't think this is a no-brainer. Um, I've got a covered life school that it, I, I can master this in one day kind of deal. I, th- I think this is a lifelong learning skill. Marshall McLuhan said this, most of our assumptions have outlived their usefulness. <laughs> so here's some homework this week. Work on being aware and conscious of the assumptions that you have of certain people in your life. It might explain some of the reactions or some of the responses that they have towards you. Really think through those expectations. And then, once you've got those listed down, ask yourself, you know, are they realistic? Are they realistic? Do I assume too much without knowing all the facts? And then you communicate those assumptions you have with your spouse or your child or your friend. Just lay it on the table and then move forward. And as you do... As you do that, as you communicate and you are conscious, then you agree upon any expectations or assumptions that they might have of you and vice versa. Because we all know that assumptions can get us into real trouble. I don't know if you've heard this story, but the photographer of a national magazine was assigned to get photos of a great forest fire. And the smoke of the scene hampered his view of taking pictures, and so he, he called his home office and said, you know, I need a plane, hire a plane. And the arrangements were made, and, and it, he was told to go at once to a nearby airport where the plane would be waiting, and when he arrived at the airport, a plane was warming up near the runway, and he jumped in with his equipment, and he yelled, let's go, let's go. The pilot swung the plane into, wind, into the wind, and soon they were in the air. Fly over the north side of the fire, yelled the photographer, and make three or four low-level passes. Why, shouted the pilot, because I'm going to take pictures, cried the photographer. I'm a photographer, and photographers, photographers take pictures. And after a pause, the pilot said, you mean you're not the instructor? <laughs> Assumptions, Right? gets us into trouble. Well, here's the deal. Um, Jesus didn't assume with us. He, he knows us intimately. He also knows how much we need Him, and that's why He went to the cross to die for us. Um, we needed someone to die in our place, and He volunteered to do that. He was perfect. And so you know what? His love for you is conscious. If Jesus had a smartphone, you'd be in the contact list. Your picture would be in his photo album. His love is realistic. He proved it by going to the cross. His love is spoken. It's in this book right here. And he wants you to agree upon this love that he has for you. In just a moment, we're going to take communion together. Remembering what Christ did for us. So here's the bottom line, okay? Here's the bottom line. Um, Last week was loving well means loving God and loving others. This week, don't play 
the assumption consumption game. Because you never win, you always lose. Playing the assumption game means you never win. Exodus 20 says this, do not accuse anyone falsely. Here's a command. Never lie when you testify about your neighbor. And who's our neighbor? It's everyone. Everyone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for truth. Sometimes it stings. Sometimes it's hard to swallow. But it's truth nonetheless. And God, today we reflect on this commandment. We reflect on this life skill um, to not assume we know everything about a particular person and we judge them and we become the jury. So today, God, um, another life skill that's very challenging. Uh, We're still working on loving each other. We're still practicing loving each other. But now there's another challenge today is to not assume to not play the the assumption consumption game. And it, it's it's hard. But by your spirit, speak to us, challenge us, bring those people to our memories, our minds that we need to sit down and apologize for or or apologize to and stop assuming, but get to know them. Know the facts. We thank you that you're here by your spirit. You love us and you care for us. In Jesus' name, amen.